Some people believe the Earth is flat. Are they right? Stay tuned. We'll kick that topic around. Hey, I'm Jackson. Welcome to Creation Happens Podcast, Believe It or Not, where we talk about life, God, and the creation of the universe. Ring the bell and let's go. Did Christopher Columbus sail west to prove the world was round? Did most people in this time believe that the world was flat and that if you sailed too far in one direction you would fall off the edge of the earth? No. Neither of these things are true. They are complete fabrications made up in the 19th century. Educated people have always known the earth is a globe. The Greek philosopher Aristotle came to the conclusion that the earth was a globe by using geometry. The Flat Earth Story was born when fiction writer Washington Irving published his three-volume set novel of the life and voyages of Christopher Columbus in 1828. Irving is best known for the writing of the classic novels The Legend of Sleepy Hollow and Rip Van Winkle. He made up the Flat Earth Story to create a conflict in his storyline. He just made it up. And that Flat Earth Story was preserved in textbooks as late as the 1980s. Despite first-hand accounts of astronauts, some people today still believe that the Earth is flat. Why is that? Some people claim that all those who believe the Earth is flat are unscientific Christians. They claim that the Bible teaches that the Earth is flat, but that's not true. Flat Earthers, as they are called, are found in all walks of life all over the globe. (laughs) Pun intended. First, the Bible does not teach that the Earth is flat. When the Bible references the four corners of the earth, it's an idiom, a saying like, it's raining cats and dogs. We still use this expression today, I search the four corners of the earth. It was a saying in biblical times as well. For a complete discussion of the arguments flat earthers make about the Bible, look at an excellent article on the Answers in Genesis website written by Dr. Danny Faulkner titled, Does the Bible Teach That the Earth is Flat? God made the earth a sphere because that's the most perfect form. In the Old Testament, there's a reference to this in Isaiah 40.22. It is he who sits above the circle of the earth. Circle being the translation of the Hebrew word meaning sphere. Don't get me wrong. I don't intend to ridicule people who ascribe to the flat earth theory. I can understand why they think that science is lying to them. Scientists lie constantly. Science has become entirely political. For example, many scientists hold out evolution, the Big Bang, and deep time as being the bedrock of modern science. Most know that this is not true, that these theories are profoundly flawed and cannot be proven scientifically. But the shape of the Earth can be proven scientifically, by geometry, by observing the Coriolis effect, by the Fuku pendulum you see in science museums. I had a chance to sit down with someone who knows a lot about this Flat Earth Revival, a man of science and faith who spends some of his spare time attending Flat Earth conferences, not to ridicule the people who believe in Flat Earth, but to truly understand what they believe and to do his best to set them straight. In fact, he has written a book about it called Falling Flat, a refutation of Flat Earth claims. I'm talking about astronomer, professor, research scientist and answers in Genesis, and all-around great guy, Dr. Danny Faulkner. Here's what he had to say in our interview. I wrote my book for um, people who are looking for answers, people who are maybe looking into it, being 
I can't answer these questions. Are there any answers to them? People assume that I can't answer them. I can't find answers. There must not be any answers, so the flat Earth must be flat. Yeah. Well, I'm offering these answers to people because I think I'm uniquely qualified as an astronomer and my biblical knowledge to be able to address many of the arguments being put forth. And also the people who are concerned about family members or friends that have gotten into this. They want to be able to carry on a reasonable conversation with them. And so I'm, I'm, I'm providing those answers for them. So... Again, I didn't write it for Flat Earthers. I wrote it for people who are really seriously looking into the issue, trying to find out what's going on there. Yeah. Well, with even all the photographs and videos we have from outer space and astronauts who have gone there and just what we've seen, how do they come up with these ideas? <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> well, the answer to that part there is the, uh, all those people have said they've been into space are lying for whatever reason. Uh, they argue there's a big conspiracy out there. They argue that uh, uh, CGI, they can fake photographs. And, and there are two arguments they make. They ask you, uh, can you fake photographs with Photoshop? The answer is, yeah, you can. Yeah. It's amazing how well you can manipulate things. So that, that's true. It doesn't mean these photographs are fake. It just means that you can do it. So it doesn't follow automatically they have been faked. They're, that's a poor argument there, but they, that's one they make. And the other one, they ask you, well, has the government ever lied? Oh, yes, it has. Yeah. I mean, uh, anybody that says the, the, that they, 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 the government never lies isn't paying attention. So therefore, they, they just rapidly conclude, well, they must be lying about this, too. And that doesn't follow either. So when you say, could, could photos be faked and does government ever lie? Well, it's true, but it doesn't automatically follow that they're lying on this front as well. But, you know, my years of teaching at the university, um, uh, I would teach astronomy class. The first semester, I would deal with the history of astronomy. And one of the questions came up pretty early on was the Earth's shape. And I would uh, ask my students in my class, well, you all believe it's a sphere? And if I could get their hands to go up at all, they'd go, yeah, they believe that. I, I didn't have any flat earthers back then. But that was before the rise of the flat earth movement. I've been out of, uh, out of the classroom now for eight years. Yeah. I'm afraid of what kind of results I would get today <laughs> if I were still teaching. But they'd all agree the earth is flat. And I'd say, okay, well, how do you know the earth is flat? I mean, excuse me, they would agree the earth is a globe. And I'd say, how do you know the earth is a globe? And... Uh, I usually couldn't get a single answer. Finally, one student raised her hand and said, uh, pictures from space. I said, well, that's fine, except we didn't have pictures from space until five or six years after I was born. And I'm pretty sure my parents thought the Earth was a globe, and my grandparents did too. So obviously, and again, I gave the, you could fake those figures, couldn't you? Um, so I said, obviously, that's not a good argument, is it? And somebody would then talk about the Columbus myth. You know, they, they, they tell us, most of us grew up hearing that everybody thought the world was flat until 500 years ago, the time of Columbus. Columbus said the world was round, or the globe at least. We can, we can, he somehow proved it. Well, what did he do? He sailed from Spain to the Caribbean and back to Spain and did it three more times. How does that prove the Earth is a globe? It doesn't. And that was a mythology about Columbus that was developed in the uh, second half of the 19th century. Uh, so obviously that doesn't work either. And then I really blow them away. I point out that Aristotle in 350 BC, that's 24 centuries ago, wrote a book called On the Heavens, and in there he gave four arguments early on for the Earth being a globe. Now, one of them's not a good argument, one of them's not this pretty specious, but the other two are golden, and those are the ones I continue to use. I never heard them growing up in school, though. I always heard the Columbus myth. I had to learn these on my own, reading in a textbook that I read as a college text I read as when I was in high school. I wanted to go astronomy, so I got this textbook and began reading it, and I learned the history of astronomy on this. So people in the West have believed the Earth is a globe for 2,500 years almost, probably that long, in the West at least, among knowledgeable people. And this gets back to the mythology we have, and it gets also back to the sorry education we have. Much of our 
education is geared towards memorization of facts, figures, dates, with no real emphasis on a simulation and trying to put these things together and, and reason through things. And I made it very clear to my students, um, it's not so much knowing what is true. I want you to know how we know these things are true. And this gets to what we call epistemology, the, the study of knowledge, how we know what we know. And to me, if you're really a thinking person, that's far more important. I don't have all the facts and figures in my head, but I do know where I can find them. And sometimes I can calculate things in my head or in a piece of paper. I can uh, if I need a number. I've done that a few times myself in some exams I had to take. I had to pull something out of the air. And what I did is I checked by, by doing the little numbers. I think that's what true education is. It's just not memorization. And many of my students, they've been memorizing, memorizing, memorizing through all their years of high school and then starting into college. They got to my class and they just ran off the road at that point because this first time that ever I had somebody that would ask them 10 questions on a test and ask them to answer the questions. It wasn't yes or no, it wasn't truth or false, it wasn't short answer, fill in the blank. I would ask them, you know, use a diagram to explain how the phase of the moon occur. Yeah. That's not the kind of thing that you just memorize, memorize, memorize. You have to understand what's going on. So I emphasize that in my teaching. So I do, I do agree with the flat earthers on two issues. One, uh, epistemology. People, they ask, well, how do you know the Earth is a globe? I've seen them do that many, many times, and they'll have somebody come into their website or into their, uh, their YouTube channel, and they'll ask them, well, how do you know the Earth is a globe? You believe it's a globe. How do you know that? And the person hasn't any idea, and they'll shoot down their ideas that they put forth. Um, and so th that really then sets people yeah. up to be, be taken in, because they don't know the answers. They don't know where to get the answers. Yeah, check my book out. Uh, <laughs> and then... Um, uh, the other, so it's epistemology. How do you know this? Uh, I must might say, I might add that uh, after raising that very good question, the flat earthers tend to drive it off cliff at that point. They don't do yeah. a good job handling, it, but they do raise a good question. The other issue is they talk about education being they've been you've not been taught about things. You've been indoctrinated. The globe Earth you've been indoctrinated in. Well, if you've never been instructed as to how we know the Earth is a globe, well, you have been indoctrinated. You've been yeah. taught something that's true, by the way. But you've not given reasons to believe it, and yeah. that's that's important. Yeah, a lot of people will just go and memorize the answers in the textbook, yeah. and then give those answers and not really know why those answers yeah. are true. Now you ask why why flat earthers get into this, you know, why they believe this, and that's getting into sociology and psychology a little bit, which I'm not qualified to do, but I've made a few observations. I've studied the flat Earth movement extensively over five years now. Um, I've read, I've read a bunch of books. Some of them written in the last ten years but a bunch of them written in the 1880s to, say, 1910. They had a big yeah. movement back then, believe it or not. It died away and then was resuscitated in the last few years, second decade of the, of the, of the 21st century. The, um, uh, the, the other thing is, is um, um, people like conspiracies. Yeah. They like secret knowledge, and this is Gnosticism. You've probably heard of Gnosticism. It was a, it was a thing that entered the church very early on. It was a Greek idea that the church, many people in church, got influenced by early on, and when they were doing that, uh, Gnosticism, it took on certain aspects dealing with the deity of Jesus and so forth. But Gnosticism, at its core, is the pursuit of secret knowledge. It's a belief that hidden knowledge, once you gain it, will either lead to salvation or enlightenment or a higher spiritual plane. And it's rampant in the church. People into numerology, uh, gospel in the stars, uh, all sorts of special uh, things to see in scripture, special secrets and so forth, special prayers. And uh, 
everyone's everyone seems to be in, uh, susceptible to this sort of belief. So gospel in the stars is one thing, but flat earth is another one. It's this thing that's not generally known. I get to know this, and now, and I've heard testimonies of flat earthers telling me that they really get into this. And uh, it, they now study scripture better. They understand, they, they pray to God, the Lord more. It's, it really enhanced their lives. That's the secret knowledge. And I got this from uh, numerous uh, interviews I did with people when I would go to, I've been to three Flat Earth International Conventions. The people there treated me pretty well, actually, uh, except I met, met a lot of the major speakers, and they were nice as they could be to me, actually, most of them. A couple of them weren't, but most of them were nice. And, uh, <laughs> no names. You and, know. Yeah, no names uh, right now. But I uh, also uh, interact with people, and many of them just could not be nicer to me. None of them were ugly. It was uh, really a pleasant surprise. And I made friends there, actually. Um, but that secret knowledge is what, what gets them, I think. And that's why gossip is so popular with people. I know something you don't know, but if you listen to me, you can, you can learn. Yeah. And that, that's a siren call for, for people many times. That secret knowledge is something we learn, yearn for. That was secret knowledge in the, in the Garden of Eden. You know, psst, the snake says, the serpent says to, to Eve, uh, you know, if you eat this fruit, God knows that you will know yeah. good and evil. That's a good thing. You want to do, you know, who would, that's very susceptible. People could fall for that. He told them half the truth. He didn't tell them the whole truth. Then told them the consequences. You'll die. You know, you'll die. He said, you won't really die. You know, he said, won't surely die. And he was playing around with the truth on that one too. So um, that was the uh, appeal to Eve, secret knowledge, something to be desired, it says. She wanted that. And that, that still is with us. People want to know something that's not generally known. And I think ultimately the flat earthers kind of pat themselves on the back for being uh, being smart enough to have figured it all out. And, but if you pay attention like me, you too can be one of the initiated. Yeah. Now in today's culture, everyone seems to think they can choose their own truth. Do you think that plays into what we're seeing now? Oh yeah, that's uh, postmodern thinking. And I've interacted with some flat earthers. There's one, one social media that I'm part of. Uh, that we, we discussed this. There are a lot of them out there, by the way. But uh, this is the only one I joined. The reason being is is it's run by non-flat earthers. So it's 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 uh, got some moderation coming. That they get, I've been bounced out of at least one place just simply from I wasn't playing the game with them. But um, when they uh, uh, when you start really pressing them and giving them details of things, and I've had people flat out tell me. Uh, I'll give you a good example. One thing flat earthers, <laughs> they tell me that's your truth and that, that's my truth. But yeah. uh, I've had flat earthers many times, they will point, tell, uh, they'll take the P900 and P1000 you know, cameras. Those are the hottest bridge cameras out there. And um, they will uh, zoom in uh, on, they'll zoom all the way in on a star. And what they see is this big blob there and it's kind of undulating and twinkling and such. And when I look at that, I know that it's an out of focus star. I mean, I've been using telescopes for more than a half century. Well, the first thing I had to deal with is how do I properly focus the telescope? When I got it wrong the first few times, I didn't know what I was doing, but I figured it out pretty quickly. I'm seeing an out of focus image and I'm seeing bad seeing that's shimmering. They're saying it's water in the, above the firmament that you're, that you're seeing there. No, it's bad seeing with a, with a out of, badly out of focus star. Yeah. Well. <laughs> I, uh, I point out it's a bad focus, and I got some person was trying to trying to snow me with her knowledge of photography. She was using depth of field and had no idea what she was talking about that term. And uh, ultimately, she said, "Well, you've got your focus, and I've got my focus." Well, no, an image is either in focus or it's out of focus. You can have degrees of being out of focus, but you can't have 
two focuses. Yeah. And that is postmodern thinking at its worst. And that's the kind of thinking we come up against. I've had other situations where I've tried to correct flat earthers and they tell me, well, you've got your geometry, i got my geometry. They've got their own version of reality and it's perfectly okay to have both of those in their minds. Yeah. I don't know if they're just being condescending like they're there, you're the one that's deluded or something. That may be what they're doing. But this one, she actually did seem to argue that you, that you could focus two different ways. <laughs> And that's that's postmodern thinking, and I think that comes in in spades with with flat Earth as many times. Yeah. If you still have questions about flat Earth, I urge you to get and read Dr. Faulkner's fantastic book. I'm Jackson with Creation Happened, and you can believe it. Thanks for joining us. You can support us by subscribing to the podcast. If you have any questions, email us at infocreationhappened.org. At